0: The wish you we were here, but you're not Cause the dreams bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through Close to the ones to here today Close to the ones Episode that we lost eight the the Episode 8.5 1980 Current weight 272 pounds If you don't remember or you haven't heard the episode yet, I want to apologize to you for some things I've done. You're not going to like me at times. Lord knows I don't. But it was survival. That's what it was all about. Surviving. I start out each episode with this introduction, so if you've heard it, please bear with me. Or if you've come in the middle of this journey, you'll understand why. I want to tell you my story of a wonderful and amazing life I've had. I have stage four prostate cancer and it's terminal. It's metastasized to my bones. That's why I'm giving my weight on every episode. As you notice, I started at 280 all muscle, and now I'm starting to wither away. But you already know that if you listen to the other episodes And it's also metastasized to my bones. So there is no coming back. There is no uh, tumor for them to take out. Also, I've had a minor stroke, so I talk slow. I always tell people I talk like John Wayne from Chicago. I want to say thank you, by the way, to all the nurses at my hospital that believed in me and kept pushing me and keeping me alive doing this. I never knew there could be so many sweet people gathered in one place. Thank you again, folks. And all of you that are now listening, too. I appreciate all of you. So on with the show. We have become very, very proficient at climbing trees. Not trimming, but climbing. We're probably better climbers than the... Tree trimmers because we're spending eight, nine hours, 10 hours sometimes up in those trees. We don't come down only to change trees and then straight back up. It's no longer an issue with any of us spending so many hours up there. It's just what we do in the trees. Even Angie... Even Auntie I'm so proud of her. She's like a little sister. She's become quite the climber. So now we have to find something else to do. Every night, Randy breaks out his pipe. I mean, come on, folks, what else is there to do? We all take a couple tokes. He's starting to run low. Then we'll walk up a trail, each one different, is, I mean, or we make our own, until we can't see our hand in front of our face. And then it's time to turn around and try to make it back, giggling all the way, all five of us, scared to death of bears because they're everywhere there. I mean, we're in the mountains alone. You know, if you think about it, the youth, they don't know any better. They don't know they don't know. Try thinking about that pretty deep, huh? Looking back on it, what bear is going to come near us? (laughs) We're screaming and hollering. And is that a bear? And 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 we're also I forgot to tell you we're singing lions and tigers and bears oh my lions and tigers and bears no I think he's over there anyways those bears weren't weren't our problem oh I forgot to tell you how Randy got so much pot. Marijuana, ganjo, whatever you call it. Randy and I knocked off early one day and it was probably like three o'clock. Sorry, I'm not I'm not feeling as good as I normally do today. So please bear with me folks. It's a bad day. This is a bad day, yeah, but you got to keep your humor. That's what it's about until you can't. We took up a couple draws of his pipe and started walking up a trail we found. We probably made it two miles, two miles too long as far as I'm concerned. And Randy says, Gabriel? I smell something familiar. If you don't know, he's from Texas. I said, what is it? And I'm from Chicago. It smells like pot, he says. I said, Randy, come on, dude, you're just high. He says, I know what uh, pot's plant, smell lock, all of a sudden out of, I mean, the the bushes apart and with these gigantic hands and here's this gigantic guy, the best way to explain him, everyone knows Hulk Hogan, gigantic, muscular, six foot five, Inches tall, but this guy had black dreadlocks for hair down to his shoulder. Dreadlocks. I didn't even know what that was back then. That means he didn't bathe and he was serious looking. Scared the pudding out of me, and I don't get scared easy. Remember when we're in the mountains? what that must feel like when a gorilla charges you in the jungle. Close enough, I think. When you think about it, it's close enough. That's what that guy did to us. He put his crop up on this mountain. If you think about it, that was smart. Instead of putting his crop in California where everyone else is putting it, he put it on Mount Ashland in Oregon. Who's going to look for you in Oregon? Nobody even knows where Mount Ashland is. Google it. Use the Google. Right? Smart, right? Anyways... He says, what are you doing here? Randy starts in his randy voice. We smoke some pot to come up here. And then we try to find our way back in the dark. And he's smiling the whole time. We're climbing trees for the government. Our base camp is over at Bass Lake. A lodge over there, but it's closed, and the owner let us stay there. I said, "Did you want to tell him what kind of car you drive and what color? What's wrong with you, dude?" And the guy started laughing. Randy didn't miss a beat; he kept going. We have two contracts. We're almost done in a couple weeks. We'll be out of here. The guy says, oh, all right. So you say you guys are climbers, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we are. The guy says, how about climbing for me? No, Rand says we're climbing for my daddy. I said, now, now wait, Randy. After we're done climbing for your dad, let's see what the man has to say. Why would we climb trees for you, sir? He looked around, snapped his head. He says, do you see a sir here? I said, no, sir, I don't see a sir here at all, sir sorry, sir, were you in the army? Yes, sir, that explains it. He says, why do you need someone to climb trees for you? The guy says, I have a contract, too, with the government, so nobody would come up here and see my field. I never thought that other climbers would find me, he said. "We," I said, we did not find you. We never saw nothing. We don't see you. Uh, we don't see nothing. And I closed my eyes and turned my head. Randy says, I'll climb for you. I'll climb your trees for you for some pot. I punched him right in the arm. I said, are you freaking stupid? The guy started roaring. He says, you guys are funny. Uh, The guy says, you got a deal. He could tell Randy was dumb as a box of rocks. And you just can't fake that kind of stupid, I thought. Randy being as ignorant as Randy is, you got a deal, man. And uh, we can have as much pot as we want, Randy said. No, no, the guy said. I'll give you a whole bunch of tops, but not as much as you want. I thought that was pretty stingy of the guy if he wants us to climb and he must have some real good stuff. Anyways, you got a deal, Randy says. See you tomorrow at 3. We got there the next day and the guy showed Randy the trees and I was going to be the groundman. Now, you always need a good groundman if you're climbing tall trees because they see things you don't down on the base of the tree and up, say, 50 feet. You you get lost. What he didn't tell us is that they were sugar pines. Please, use the Google on this one. You're going to poop I was pooping scared the tomatoes out of me when I saw these trees they must have been well they get a hundred fifty foot up there maybe 200 the first limb isn't until 50 feet and then you probably only have. It's not like climbing a regular pine. These only have like maybe 20 limbs on them, maybe. And each one is um, like a sidewalk. It's that thick. Okay, and the cones, if you look on the Google, you'll see you will poop. The cones are shaped just like footballs and as big as footballs, no kidding. I know I did, the problem is you can't throw up your first line and tie in, then bear claw. You have no, nothing holding you from falling You have to bear claw all the way up to the first limb. What we're doing is very dangerous. As far as I was concerned, this was dangerous. Randy only thought about the pot. He climbed that tree like a spider. I got to give him credit. Grabbing that bark as he went. Could you imagine what kind of uh, grip that kid had until he got to the first limb? Look on the Google, you will freak. Uh, Like I said, they're almost like sidewalks. The problem is sometimes you got to throw your rope up to the next, to get up to it, the next limb. It was rough going is one I'm trying to say. I cre- I did a create a newfound respect for Andy, uh, Randy. Sorry. He was either crazier than me or dumber than me. Later on in life, I went to work for Randy after my divorce for like six weeks waiting for my pool season to start. I just didn't want to sit there idle, so I went and worked for him. And him and I spent lunch up in one of the tallest trees in Dallas. He had a business, arborist business in Dallas. He probably still does to this day. And we sat on one of the limbs that were like as wide as sidewalks and crossed our legs and had lunch. Amazing, amazing to see Dallas at that height and not be inside. There I go digressing again. Anyway, so that's how we got our pot. Randy climbed two or three trees for the guy that day. And he got like, one or two bushels of pine cones, each tree. However, the last tree was the tallest. Randy was descending down on his rope. I screamed at him. I mean, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Randy, Randy, break, break, stop. That's why you have a groundman, guys. And gals, folks, on this kind of tree. Randy looked down and said, "Oh, Gabriel, you saved my life." The big the big guy started laughing because he was down there too. He must have thought of us. We, he must have thought we were funny. I mean, the only one missing was Curly, you know, on the three stooges. Anyways, Randy says, I'll have to go back up and in, so I can make it down. The big guy says, no, don't waste your time with that. He says, just give it a suicide wrap." We both looked at him crazy. He just started then to get real gentle in his voice, like like a father or a big brother. He said, you need to trust me. Now, hold both hands real tight above you. There was only five feet before he stopped, and he would have plummeted to the earth 20 foot. And, I mean, it was serious. That's why you always tie a knot in the very end of your rope. Just in case you, you know, a lot of guys forget to do that, but believe me, every time I went up after that, I, I always checked to see if there was a knot in the end of the rope. And he says, I want you to twirl in the circle in place till the rope becomes one. One. Just keep twirling till I tell you to stop. So Randy did what he was asked of him. Just pass that second limb up there, he said. That should do it. And then you're going to be able to run down the tree. Randy says, oh, oh, my God. I've watched my daddy do that. So Randy, going around and around in a circle, getting. I started getting dizzy. The guy says, okay, that's enough. Now run down, Randy. And Randy came down smooth as silk. He walked down that tree with the rope unraveling as it slowed him. The friction slowed him down. Do you get it? So the big guy said, nice job. Nice job, Randy. Thanks for doing that for me, guys. The guy and Randy picked about 10 or 15 buds. The guy warned us, that should hold you over for like three weeks. I never want to see you up this trail again. And if anyone else comes up, I'll know you told him, Randy. He said, what about him? He won't say nothing. Randy, do you understand? Randy smiled and said, thank you. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I mean, I think the guy was going to poop himself. Randy, I mean, he's got, I think to him, this was like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, Randy was a pothead, you know, and all you potheads out there, just think you get to pick the buds off the tops of the... (sighs) Anyways... There I go digressing again, because I swear to God, that stuff was so good. I saw God up there in one of those trails, one of those trails, one of those nights. We're having fun every night, a different adventure, because we have a stimulant. (laughs) You know, you go talk to the fish and, you know, you make stuff up to do. And uh, one night, we would get so dirty some nights, we would go into the lake where there was and take a bar of soap and wash off and keep our clothes on and wash our clothes in the lake. Other days we would go to the fish gut table and they had a sprayer there and we'd spray shower there with our clothes on and wash them at the same time. We would take a shower, wash our clothes and then hang them up. And who cared? No, I mean, Angie was one of the guys by then. Anyways, by now, I was sleeping with a log. That's right. The fire would be so hot. I needed something to put in front of me. But I made a joke out of it like I was crazy. So I found this log. It was probably a foot and a half around. And I said, I'm going to bed now. And I grabbed this log and wrapped my arms around it and my legs. It was long enough. And I said, if any of you start looking funny at my log, we're going to have some words. We're going to have words with me. Is that clear? Of course, everyone started laughing. But I was serious. That log was my friend. To me, it would protect my front. That's how I looked at it. Nobody could stab me in front, still thinking I'm in the city or my gang days. So one night, we're all sitting around around the fire, getting ready to go to sleep because we're tired. I mean, it's hard. It really is, even for young men. In rolls this old guy. He's a forest ranger. This is the first time we've seen him. He must have been checking us out, you know, for a long time anyways, because he, this is the first time we saw him. And his job was to check all the different inlets up the mountain and see what we were up to, make sure... There's nobody else there but us, that kind of thing, you know. So anyways, he sits by the fire, and Bob has new prey to talk and talk and talk and talk to. Sitting there, the rangers started telling us when Bob gave him a chance, and then, you know, Bob got quiet. There's a bunch of women about six miles up, up the mountain in the next inlet. Well, of course, we all shut up, and we got real interested. When you say women, how many are you talking? He says, oh, man, 70, a 100? Something like that. And of course, Randy said, How many men? And the Rangers said, Well, there's that's the strange part. There's no men at all. Randy says, You're telling me there's no men and there's a hundred women six miles up, camped up there? Yep, there's no men. And he says, There's no men, right? Randy asked him again. The ranger says, Yep. Hey, Ma, please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here.